Welcome one, welcome all, to the court of the Trashy Royals, where we assemble each Thursday to reveal and revel in the tales of our betters behaving badly. My name is Stacy. Hey friends, I'm Alicia. Welcome to our voyage today with the whole family of naughty nobles. Introducing the Mount Battens. The Mount Battens. Oh, is that what we're calling them? Yep. Today it is. That's not what we used to call them, though. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. What a ride this is going to be. With the Netflix series The Crown coming to an end, I thought it might be fun, definitely trashy, to weave ahead a number of hundreds of years <laughs> into our future from where we were. In this Trashy Royals journey, let's get to the Mountbatten family, whose starter name before the rebranding was the Battenbergs. Ironically, which means the exact same thing. 100%. As Mountbatten, just German. Just the German. So much yep. trash. We begin today with a few of the origin stories and how the Battenbergs integrate or don't within our British royal family through all of Queen Victoria's progeny. Sure. Before we begin our episode today, we do have a few good nobles to thank this week for their support over at Patreon. Thank you so much for joining us for early and ad-free episodes. Melissa V., Carol F., and Carrie A. So thankful for you and all of our supporters over at patreon.com slash Trashy Royals Podcast. Two bucks a month will get you all the episodes early and ad-free while showing a little love to Trashy Royals. Everybody take a deep breath. Buckle up, get your place secure on the seat, let us anon. To the Mountbatten's, the family that even with a new name, contains trash as old as time. Love it. Alicia, I'm aware of the rebranding, but tell me, what is the origin story of the Mountbatten slash Battenbergs? So let's talk about the Mountbattens for just a minute, because when we hear that name today, mm -hmm. most people think of Louis and Edwina Mountbatten, who were the last viceroy and vicerine of India. Or they think of baby Archie, whose oh, last name is, is Mountbatten, Mount too. Louis and Edwina Mountbatten were the Earl and Countess of Burma. Legendary trash, scores of trash, we will be getting to them. But Louis and Edwina are the ones that are most often spoken about. They've lived a little longer than the young than baby Archie. Uh -huh. Their scandalous lives are pretty well known. Holy cats. They're a uh, multitudes unto themselves. But they aren't the only ones in the family to have caused a scandal or two. The family's origin story and connections are fascinating and involve so many of Queen Victoria's descendants. <laughs> this is where our episodes getting into Queen Victoria and her kids and our clever acronym Verify AAA helps lost and lonely blokes. For her nine children. Exactly. Yeah. It, it all does fold back in together. But the rebranding part, like you talked about, it was during World War I when King George V changed all the names and titles of the English royal family 
from German ones to English ones, and the Battenbergs became the more English-sounding Mountbattens. Notably, though, Berg in German means hill or mountain, and Mount in English means hill or mountain. Yeah, just mm-hmm. rebranding. Same thing, just a different language to say it in. Yes. At the same time, George V made Princess Victoria and Prince Louis of Battenberg the first Marquess and Marchioness of Milford Haven, and it begins. So we're going to back up the bus just a little bit to unpack this origin story. It all begins when Princess Victoria of Hesse and by Rhine marries Prince Louis Alexander of Battenberg. But to get there, let's unpack who these characters are. Queen Victoria, her second oldest daughter, is Princess Alice. Princess Alice has an eldest daughter. Princess Victoria, Alberta, Elizabeth, Matilde, Maria of Hesse, and by Rhine. Can you imagine having to get a driver's license printed out with all that? <laughs> like, they don't make wallets in that size. Well, not only do you have five names, you're mm-hmm. also of Hesse the and title. by Rhine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Princess Victoria of Hesse and by Rhine. We're just going to go with there because yeah. there are a lot of Victorias and a lot of Louis, and I don't want to confuse everybody. Right. Princess Vix was born on April the 5th, 1863. Her grandmama, Queen Victoria, was present at her birth, which happened at Windsor Castle. Princess Alice and her husband, Louis IV, the Grand Duke of Hesse and by Rhine, would have six more children after Victoria. We've talked about a few of these kids. Two of these kids do also die in childhood. Okay, and if I recall, we've talked about Princess Alice of Hesse and by Rhine because she is the one who, during the diphtheria outbreak in her household, comforted one of her children, thereby contracting the disease herself. She is the mother of Ernie, of the Ducky and Ernie story that you covered a while back. Correct. She is also the mother of Princess Alex, who will go on to marry Nicholas II. Bad choice. Didn't bode well through time. Mm Mm-hmm. Princess Alice, bless her heart, right, dies. Remember that whole kiss of death? We talked about that story. Yeah. Princess Alice passes away when Princess Victoria, her eldest daughter, is 15. Kind of an uncomfortable time for your mom to pass away. Yeah. After the death of Princess Alice, Queen Victoria does become extremely close and involved with all of her Hesse grandchildren. With Princess Victoria being the eldest of these and their mother dying at such a young age, Princess Alice was 35 when she passed away, Princess Victoria becomes very much the caregiver to her younger siblings. She will also aid her father greatly in his duties as Grand Duke. Princess Victoria was serious and intelligent, very reliable, and always there Like eldest sisters, typically through time, uh, (laughs) eldest sisters, you always want a big sister on your side. She's there to counsel members of her family. Princess Victoria would later write, My mother's death was an irreparable loss. My childhood ended with her death, for I became the eldest and most responsible. Now, in 1883, Victoria would be 20. Old Princess Victoria becomes engaged to one of the charming and handsome 
Battenberg boys. There were four of them, cousins of Princess Victoria's father, Grand Duke Louis of Hesse and by Rhine. I feel like the Battenberg boys would be an amazing boy band name. <laughs> Burning up the charts. It's totally a cover band of something. Something. For sure. So there are four young Battenberg boys, and these dudes would have been among some of the most eligible royal bachelors in Europe, if it wasn't for one thing. And that one thing was the reason that many members of the family do not approve of this match. And what is the one thing? Well, Christina Croft explains the situation really well in her book, Queen Victoria's Granddaughters, 1860 to 1918. Oh, so trashy. Christina Croft explains. Their father, Prince Alexander of Hesse, had once been a rising star in the Russian court, where his sister Marie was married to the future Tsar Alexander II. The dashing young Hessian made such an impression in St. Petersburg that he seemed destined for a brilliant future until a scandal in 1851 brought his glittering career to a sudden and dramatic end. Alexander had committed the terrible faux pas of marrying a commoner, uh. his sister's lady-in-waiting, Julia Hawk. Stripped of his commission and expelled from Russia, Alexander and his morganatic wife... How dare you marry for love! <laughs> ...eventually returned to Hesse, where the Grand Duke conferred on Julia the title of Countess of Battenberg. Oh. Though treated with disdain throughout most European courts, the couple settled happily into the Alexander Palace in Darmstadt and produced a daughter, Marie, and four sons, Louis, Alexander, Henry, and Franz Joseph, all of whom took their mother's Battenberg title. Hmm. Huzzah. Origin story. Okay. Of the Battenbergs. I mean, cool to accept reality and just be like, well, I guess we need to give your wife a title, otherwise... People really will. They'll look down on her in front of her instead of just behind her back. So the Battenberg title mm -hmm. created the sons take it on. So there's unpacking that particular scandal. So here come these four handsome, young, dashing Battenberg men who all want to get up with Queen Victoria's granddaughters. But Europe is like, absolutely not. Morganatic marriage, never going to happen. Now, one of those sons, Prince Louis of Battenberg, was also associated with one scandal that has been widely accepted but never confirmed. We're going to go back into Bertie's story a little bit now. Author Andrew Lowney in his book, The Mountbattens, The Lives and Loves of Dickie and Edwina Mountbatten, writes, Dickie's father, who is Prince Louis, had joined the Royal Navy aged 14 and enjoyed a successful naval career becoming director of naval intelligence hmm. shortly after his younger son's birth. Part of the slightly louche set around Edward VII, mm. Dirty Birdie, uh -huh. his torso boasted a tattoo of a dragon. Hmm. In 1881, he had fathered a child, Jean Marie with the king's mistress, Lily Langtree. 
We've talked about Bernie and Lily Langtree before. Sure. Oh, it all comes back around. So, here we are, the four Battenberg boys. Eligible, on the market, not approved. <laughs> Prince Louis is the one that Princess Victoria wants to marry. The bad boy of Battenberg. Oh my god, who may have already fathered a child with Bertie's mistress. I mean, he was Bertie then, he wasn't the king, yeah. but good lord. You can imagine that Queen Vix is initially not very happy to hear about her granddaughter's engagement. But Queen Victoria isn't as unhappy about the choice of groom. It's that Princess Victoria isn't going to be able to do everything that Princess Victoria has been doing. Queen Victoria feels like Princess Victoria's first duty is to help her father run the Grand Duchy, and take care of her younger siblings. Right, essentially acting as like the first lady of the duchy in her mom's stead, yeah. So poor Princess Victoria, she's 20. She's like, please, can I just get married already? I'm almost a spinster. Queen Victoria likes the Battenbergs a little bit more than the other European royals. But Queen Victoria's main concern is that Victoria is going to be away from everything that she does for her family. In addition, Prince Louis is skint. He doesn't have anything. He's not wealthy. So, Princess Victoria, my granddaughter, how do you propose your groom is going to support you? But we know about Princess Victoria. She is practical, ever sensible. Big sister has already got a PowerPoint presentation made for her grandmama. To unpack it all. Well, you see, Grandmama, I'm going to open an Etsy shop. (laughs) No, Princess Victoria will ease her grandmother's concerns in a few ways. First of all, Louis Battenberg was a serving sailor. So he would be away at sea much of the time, which would allow Princess Victoria to continue helping her father with the Grand Duchy and the family. Oh, that's a, okay. So she'd be like a part-time first lady of her father's kingdom. Kind of. Okay. As for the money concern, Princess Victoria reminded her grandmama that she really did have very inexpensive tastes. So certainly Louis' steady naval income would be more oh, than enough sure. to provide. No, every 20-year-old thinks they're very easy, <laughs> very affordable. Rent costs how much? <laughs> What What do do you you mean mean? cell phone bills cost this? Power bill? You don't just get? Health insurance? What? (sighs) Okay, so Grandmama gives the young lovebirds her blessing. (laughs) With a few other gifts here. Uh, Queen Victoria also made sure that Louis Battenberg would have a position not just in the Royal Navy but on the royal yacht, the Victoria and Albert. That's good. She can keep an eye on him. That's it. (laughs) Well, during the first year of their marriage, they wouldn't have to be separated, right? Like new wife, long voyages. Here, you can just be right here. Tag along, Right. And with that, Queen Victoria wrote her eldest daughter, Princess Vicky, about her approval and said, of course, those who like great matches will not like it. But great matches do not always make great happiness. I want you to hold on to that. That particular line is going to come around next week. We are going to take a quick break here because that's the marriage that did happen. But there's a marriage that does not happen in a little bit more scandal coming up in just a minute. 
Excellent. We'll be right back. Oh, my. Okay, so that's Princess Victoria and Louis Battenberg, Mm -hmm. but he's only one of the four Battenberg bad boys. Sure. All right. Meanwhile, another one of Queen Victoria's granddaughters was also madly in love with a Battenberg prince. This is Princess Vicky's daughter, Queen Victoria's eldest child, Mm -hmm. her daughter, Moretta. Moretta is wishing and hoping to marry Louis's younger brother, Alexander. He's also known as Sandro. Here's the problem. Complication. Princess Vicky married into the Prussian court, and the Prussian court was not as welcoming as the Hesse court to the Battenberg princes. Christina Croft again writes, The appearance of the romantic prince caused a stir in the Kaiser's court, not least in the heart of Vicky's 17-year-old daughter, Moretta. At the sight of the suave and much-talked-about hero, the shy young princess, entranced by accounts of his escapades in the Balkans, fell head over heels in love. Whether or not Sandro was equally attracted to Moretta, he recognized the benefits of a dynastic alliance and, Mm -hmm. with the crown princess's encouragement, this is Princess Vicky, hinted at marriage. Vicky, almost as enamored as Moretta was by the dashing prince, was delighted and could hardly find superlatives enough to describe him to her mother, Queen Victoria, with a keen eye for a handsome young man, particularly one who was prepared to stand up to the quote-unquote nasty Russians, could not have agreed more and was equally happy to encourage the match. Bertie, the Prince of Wales, too, encouraged the budding romance. But, sadly for Moretta, the response in Berlin was far less obliging. What happens? The Emperor who is Moretta's paternal grandfather, is outraged, scandalized, can't even believe it that a Battenberg would dare even uh, yeah. approach the idea of courting one of his granddaughters. Sure. He adamantly refuses to allow a match between a Hohenzollern princess, Moretta, and the son of a commoner, Sandra, what? Moretta's brother, Wilhelm, was equally against the idea. But once Moretta's cousin, Princess Victoria, Uh, announces her engagement to a Battenberg... Does that spiff up that name a little bit? Well, Moretta sees light at the end of the tunnel for her. Hey, if one German princess Mm -hmm. was allowed to marry a Battenberg, then why not two German princesses? Grandmama approves... But Moretta's hopes and dreams were sadly in vain. Not only did the Prussians, including Princess Vicky's husband, refuse to consider this match for Moretta, they were offended by the idea of Princess Victoria of Hesse marrying a Battenberg. This isn't just, you're not going to do it, we can't even stand by that she's doing it. In fact, all of the entire royal family except Princess Vicky, boycotted Princess Victoria's wedding. Wow. 
Now that really ticked off Queen Victoria. I bet. She was incensed. She believed, Queen Victoria did, that if she, the grandmother of Europe, saw fit to attend the wedding, how dare anyone else refuse to attend it or sanction it? Right. What is wrong with you? Yeah, it was a snub of her, not just of the bride and groom. So after Grandmama lays down the law, Mm -hmm. they decided to boycott. They did not boycott. That is not what happens because Queen Victoria straightens everybody up. Sure. Get into the carriages. We're going. In late April 1884, Queen Victoria's quote unquote royal mob, as she liked to call her family, all gather in Darmstadt for the wedding of Princess Victoria of Hesse and by Rhine to Prince Louis of Battenberg. Announced the trumpets, all hail the rejoicing, and it was quite a scene. This was the first time since the death of Princess Alice that there was so much open joy in Darmstadt. Okay. This is six years since the death Mm -hmm. of Princess Alice. The people of Darmstadt come out in droves to see the spectacle and pay homage to the British queen, who naturally relished in all of the attention. I'm shocked. Even a little bit more morbidly here, Queen Victoria was thrilled to realize that Princess Alice's bedroom had remained completely untouched Hmm. as a shrine to her memory, even though it had been six years since she had passed away. The wedding was a beautiful and joyous event, both leading up to the wedding and the wedding itself. Princess Victoria is so happy that she actually sprained her ankle, leaping about in joy several days before the wedding. So she's just going to hobble down the aisle? She hobbled down the aisle, okay. and, and and that's good. Like, Vicky and Louie, fantastico. But just like a lot of weddings that maybe we've seen over time, not all is going to be harmony and joy. Not because of the bride and groom, though. But as we've seen in many royal weddings, there's always something brewing behind the scenes. Okay, this is the trashy part. I just, I love, I love wedding trash. It just delights me. So let's talk about the scandal at the Battenberg reception. Because the wedding goes off. I mean, Princess Victoria hobbles down, but the wedding goes off and everyone's very happy. Until the reception. When, oh God, Princess Victoria's father, Grand Duke Louis of Hessen by Rhine, stands up to make his toast There's all the royal mob from everywhere and champagne and capers. I don't know. Making a toast to the bride and groom, but it is not a toast to the bride and groom that Grand Duke Louis does. It is a shocking announcement that sends Queen Victoria spiraling. What? What did he do? Yeah. Grand Duke Louis happily announces that his second daughter, Ella, was engaged to the Russian Grand Duke. Sergei Alexandrovich. So he totally stole the thunder of the celebration of the actual wedding. Cor- the announcement correct. of a future wedding. But l- let me just unpack it because we, we have a few layers of trashy cake to get through. Now, sweet Ella. Ella, this daughter, his second daughter, is beautiful and extraordinarily kind. Many of Europe's royal sons had unsuccessfully courted her. 
One such scorned suitor was her eldest first cousin, the future Kaiser Wilhelm II. We've mentioned Ella in some past episodes. Kaiser Wilhelm II, who we have discussed, didn't take Ella's rebuff well. It was a personal affront to him. But here, the person most upset about the news of Ella's engagement was her absolute Russophobe grandmother, Queen Victoria, who doesn't like Russia, doesn't want any of her grandkids to have anything to do with them, but also Queen Victoria had not been consulted about any part of this decision, which further oh, inflames yeah. her. Yeah, that's not to Vicky's liking there, Queen Vicks. But wait, there's more. This shocking announcement was only a ruse. This was the red herring to throw Queen Victoria off the trail of the real scandal. Holy cats. Because remember, Grand Duke Louis is Queen Victoria's son-in-law. He was married to her daughter, Princess Alice. Okay, goodness. Sir James Reed, Queen Victoria's doctor, writes, There is a scandal being whispered about here that the Grand Duke is going to marry a Polish lady of rather doubtful reputation who is divorced from her husband, who is a Russian baron. The queen does not yet know all the trouble, but she will be furious. Not only was this another underlying scandal, Grand Duke Louis had actually entered into a morganatic marriage mm. the very same day as his daughter, Princess Victoria's wedding. Thunder stolen. Wow. Wow. This is shady. Shady. Hey, while you're looking over there, I'll just be over here doing this. Uh... But I'm going to throw out this red herring oh, yeah. about Princess Ella that isn't even about her to hide the fact that I secretly got mm -hmm. married this morning, but you don't even know why she's inappropriate yet. I Hold just need on. to duck into that other room where that priest is standing. I'll be right back. Grab another finger sandwich for me. Back in a minute. All right, Grand Duke Louis. His new bride's name, it gets more scandalous, mm -hmm. was Countess Alexandrine Colamine. Countess Alexandrine was the former wife of the Russian minister to Darmstadt. Apparently, Grand Duke Louis had used his influence back at the Russian court to help get Alexandrine a divorce. Oh, wow. So they could get married, but that's not all. Grand Duke Louis also got her former ex-husband now <laughs> transferred to the Far East and out of Darmstadt. Oh, my God. Enjoy Japan, bucko. Queen Victoria, when she gets wind oh. of this, <laughs> I bet, is furious. This will not stand, will not be tolerated. So here it gets even trashier. Queen Victoria was not going to stand by and let this happen, so... Queen Victoria goes to Louis and she threatens to cut off his allowance, which is a little tricky because Louis had been dependent on Queen Victoria ever since he married Princess Alice. Mm -hmm. Queen Vix is like, hey, Louis, if you don't get this marriage annulled immediately, I'm cutting you off. No more cash. And Grand Duke Louis, without the means of supporting himself and his children and the way he wanted to and had been accustomed to, without Queen Victoria's financial support, Grand Duke Louis feels like he has no choice but to give in to her demands. 
So that very night, Alexandrine was hustled out of Darmstadt. But wait, there's more. She's created Countess Romrod in her own right without relying on a title from a husband. She was given an allowance the rest of her life from Grand Duke Louis, which is ironic since the source of his yeah. income. So Queen Vix was giving her an allowance in, in effect. I mean, it was the money she was giving to, to annul Louis. the marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all that's pretty scandalous. A marriage annulled, allowance provided. Secret marriage annulled. Secret marriage annulled. But okay, wait, here's where things get even more scandalous. It is much speculated, although not proven, that Alexandrine and Grand Duke Louis had a child together. But what happens? Alexandrine remarries quickly, right after this annulment, and gives birth in Venice only a few months after her marriage to Louis was annulled. Hmm. Her next husband will raise this child as his. Grand Duke Louis' daughter, Elizabeth, who was the only family member who mildly supported her father's marriage to Alexandrine. Elizabeth, this is Ella. Sorry, Elizabeth Ella. Always exceptionally kind. Ella also got a bundle of rugs and a handsome fur coat for Alexandrine to use in the carriage as she was being whisked out of Darmstadt in a rush. Okay, in fairness, it does sound like Louis and Alexandrine, discovering that she has become pregnant, wanted to hurry to get married Hustle so up the their marriage. child sure. would be legitimate. And I mean, if Queen Victoria was going to tell you no, you might as well go ahead and do it. But then, you know, have yeah. the backbone to stand up and continue to do it. But again, we yeah. all make our trade-offs. Sure. Sweet Ella goes out saying she didn't think it a crime for a woman to love her father. But Grand Duke Louis, unlucky in love. But he does have his daughter, Princess Victoria, married to Prince Louis of Battenberg. And this is only the beginning of the Mount Batten story. So much trash. We will continue on next week's Trashy Royals. I don't even know how to unpack the trashy crowns in that one. There's a lot. That It's quite the climb, though. Like, the sons of a commoner who kind of wrangled a title suddenly is married to the grandchildren, the granddaughters of uh, Queen Victoria of England. Quite a climb. <laughs> Just wait for the rest of that mountain. It's <laughs> coming. It sounds like there's a lot of trashy to go around. And not just among the Battenbergs. There's a lot. Yeah. Right? Secret divorces and... Red herrings. Don't forget about this. Jeez. The Battenberg Boys. It's the name of my house mouse cover band. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a good German band. There's such a great joke in there, and I'm sad that we did not discover it during recording. Maybe it'll come to us by next week when we continue our Mm -hmm. journey with the bad, bad Battenbergs. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. We are going to be back next Thursday earlier for you on Patreon. We so appreciate your listening and your kind emails, your reviews, telling your friends about this particularly trashy angle on the history of the royals. It just doesn't get enough play. Everyone's so prim and proper. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. There is no such thing as a civilized past. No. So thank you for joining us. And until we see you next week, friends. For more Mountbatten. For more 
Battenbergs. <laughs> Keep your eye on the throne. Polish up that crown. Big love, everybody. Bye. Bye.